Welcome to the Fallible Thinkers podcast with me, David Skinner, and in this episode I'll be discussing Stoicism and what I've learned. So in this episode I want to talk about Stoicism, it's a philosophy that has been part of my life now for possibly around about three to four years. I discovered Stoicism while reading the book Happy by Dern Brown and in the book Dern uses certain references to Epictetus and Seneca I believe. From there I went on to buy a book by Donald Robertson, Stoicism and the Art of Happiness, I believe it's called. And ever since then, it's been something that I've tried to incorporate into my daily life in one way or another. So, in this episode, I want to teach you enough about Stoicism that you have the basic understanding what I'm going to tell you later on through what I've learned from it. I'll supply the basic knowledge about the basic principles and the basic people involved in Stoicism. However, there'll probably be a few bits that I haven't mentioned just due to it being such a lengthy topic. I will, however, at the end give you a list of books that I feel would be beneficial for you to read if this does spark an interest in you. Go on and study further. So let's have a look at the main people involved in Stoicism that we still reference today. So, Stoicism it was founded by Zeno of Citum around 300 BC in Athens. Zeno was a merchant, I believe, that he sold purple dye that was used in emperors' robes uh, and people of high affluence used this dye. He was on a trading expedition from Cyprus to Athens when he was shipwrecked and a storm destroyed his ship and he lost all his produce. Zeno obviously was distraught they had lost everything and he made his way to Athens. On arriving in Athens he crossed paths with the cynic philosopher Crates of Thebes. He then trained as a philosopher with Crates and eventually ended up with his own philosophy which he would teach from the Stoa Poiko which translates as Painted Porch and also the Stoa is where the name Stoicism comes from, I believe. Zeno is reported as saying, my most profitable journey began one day when I was shipwrecked and lost my entire fortune. Marcus Aurelius was born on the 26th of April 121 AD and was known to the Emperor Hadrian due to his academic attributes. Because Hadrian didn't have any children or an heir to his throne, as they speak, he put a plan into place to find an heir. And in February 25th, 138 AD, Hadrian adopted a 51-year-old named Antonius Pius under the conditions that Antonius adopted Marcus in turn and put him in line for the throne. Antonius ruled until 161 AD, where after Marcus became Emperor of Rome and was Emperor until 180 AD. What I would say was special about Marcus was, even though during his reign he was involved in wars with barbarian tribes, the Parthian War and even the plague that killed millions of people. 
and however in his book known to us now as the Meditations, he displays a calm and virtuous outlook despite all going on around him. Meditations is private journal of Marcus Aurelius and was not written for anyone else's purpose, however today it supplies us with a wealth of stoic knowledge. Marcus was even betrayed by his friend and most trusted general, Avidius Cassius. Cassius rebelled after hearing Marcus had taken up well and was likely to die. Marcus, however, on hearing the news, didn't rally the troops and threatened to kill his old friend and rival. He planned to capture him instead and forgive the man who was rising against him. Another person involved in the Stoic movement would be Seneca. Seneca was born in Cordoba, Spain and was educated in Rome. He was a politician and high-ranking financial clerk and also a writer. For Seneca, wealth was never a problem and he was in fact one of the most wealthy people in the Roman Empire. Seneca's life was full of peaks and troughs and in 41 AD he was exiled to the island of Corsica for alleged adultery with the Emperor Claudius's niece. Claudius' wife Agrippina and the mother of the next Emperor of Rome, Nero, then requested Seneca to return and be advisor to her son. Seneca's time with Nero was also no easy ride and Nero soon became a tyrant. In 65 AD Seneca was ordered by Nero to drink poison and kill himself as he had heard Seneca was plotting against him to remove him from the throne. Throughout Seneca's time in exile, advising a mad emperor and imprisonment, we can see that Stoicism was a constant source of inspiration to Seneca. Despite his wealth throughout Seneca's books show, he lived a minimalist life in accordance with the Stoic principles. Seneca lived a modest life while others in his position were gorging themselves with food and wine, wearing the best robes and egotistically creating statues of themselves. The Stoic philosopher Epictetus was born in Heropolis, Epictetus, and spent part of his life as a slave to the administrator to the court of Nero. The extent of Epictetus' education is unknown, however it is documented he studied under Senator and Stoic philosopher Musonius Rufus for a short time. Epictetus was later granted his freedom and began to lecture however was forced to leave the city when philosophers were banned from the Italian peninsula. Epictetus then fled to Nicopolis in Greece, where he founded his own school and taught there until his death. Epictetus himself never actually wrote anything down, and it's through one of his students, Arian, we have the account of his teachings today. So now we know about the key people in Stoicism, what did they believe? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You've probably heard that before, the serenity prayer is linked back to stoicism, however it is commonly used in addiction programs these days. To explain what the stoics believed in a simplistic way, I want you to imagine a triangle. At the top point of the triangle we have responsibility. At this point, we have the responsibility to choose how we act in any set of circumstances. We can either become overwhelmed and crumble into a state that we are no use to anyone or ourselves or we can accept the bad hand that we've been dealt and move forward. There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so, is a quote famously created by William Shakespeare in Hamlet. Don't resist, don't blame externals, accept it as it is and move on. On the next corner of the triangle we have control. Understanding and focusing on what we control in life can prevent a lot of suffering. Epictetus said, some things are in our control and others not. Things in our control are opinion, pursuit, desire, aversion, and in other words, whatever are our own actions. Things not in our control are body, property, reputation, command, and in one word, 
whatever are not our own actions. So we have control over our judgments and our actions, whereas we have no influence over things like ethnicity or other people's behaviour or the weather. On the final corner we have best self or aret, which means virtue in Greek. Basically, you should be your best self every day, flourish in the best way possible. The Stoics have a set of virtues that contribute to being the best version of yourself and they follow as Wisdom One should be able to act appropriately Have healthy judgement and common sense Justice Is watching how you act with other people, your integrity and public service Courage Being brave, honest, confident and persevering against adversity Moderation Being in control of yourself, your emotions and desires Having humility and forgiveness in the middle of the triangle we'd have eudaimonia, which translates roughly as happiness. The good composed of all goods, an ability which suffices for living well, perfection in respect of virtue, resources sufficient for a living creature. By working towards these three corners and following the virtues, one can work towards the good life, as Stoics would put it. When it comes to material items or desires, Stoics believe that we should have moderation and understanding, that although they may or may not be useful, they do not contribute anything to life and we can live without them. So that's the basics of someone that doesn't know anything about Stoicism. So what have I learned from Stoicism? Well the first thing I learned was the quote obviously from Epictetus about what's in our control. When I first heard the quote from Epictetus it just made so much sense and I think that's possibly what drew me to learn more. So I've learned what I control in life and what I don't. I see so many things now that I don't control where before they would have upset me. A key example of this is a couple of years before I discovered the Stoics, I was running, my knee started to hurt and I ended up with a bad knee injury. Went to physio for it, didn't show any signs of healing and I thought to myself I might never possibly be able to run any great distance again. When I resumed training I was struggling and I was unable to run more than a kilometre at a time which for me was devastating really because I like to go out and run, for, not just for fitness, because it clears my head. However, once I discovered the Stoics, my kind of attitude kind of tilted towards running. And instead of going out the door and going, I want to run five miles today, I understood that I would like to run five miles, but it's not within my control. I don't control the part of my body that um, dishes out the pain, so to speak. So if I end up in pain and I can't run, I just need to take it as is that I don't control that and just be grateful for whatever I can achieve at the time. But obviously there's things that you can do in regards to, for instance, running that you do control that can better allow you to run. For instance, you can pick shoes, put rock tape on, you can train less, etc. But just having the understanding that you don't control these things makes you suffer a lot less anxiety and negative emotion. Other thing that I learned is, in regards to material possessions, I don't take them for granted. Uh, I don't buy myself a lot of things because I, I, I do understand that I don't need them. However, the things that I do then purchase, I also have the understanding that I know that th the impermanence of the things themselves. The Stoics kind of believe that things are entrusted to you for however allotted time. It might be through your full life till you die but you technically don't own anything and that's something that I try to keep in my mind whenever I go to make a purchase of something that it could break at any moment, could get lost, stolen, disappear and that you don't then end up upset about that 
as it wasn't yours really in the first place, it was just entrusted to you. I believe also, and a thing that I've picked up is everything in moderation. I believe that you can still have the odd whiskey, the odd beer, have some junk food, take a day here and there, rest, watch crap TV, but I don't believe that any person has ever been the best version of themselves by doing these things over and over and over again. We should live in moderation. So that's basically what I've learned from Stoicism and I continue to practice. So things I do to practice Stoicism, the main one is journal. So I like to at the end of each, well I try to make it the end of each day but due to my shift pattern at work I can't do it at the end of each day so I do it whenever applicable. But I like to put forward three questions to myself every day and answer them and they are what have you done well today? What have you done badly? And what could you do better tomorrow? And then I'll sometimes change the third question to what are you grateful for today? So sometimes it helps to put that down because it lets you see the areas within the virtues or within stoicism that you can better yourself. Also lets you see what you've done well and what you're improving at. Another thing a lot of stoics do is meditation. Pre-meditatio malarium, I believe it's called. That's easy for me to say. And basically what that is, is that's a meditation on future events so that we're not overcome by them when they happen. And basically what I mean is you focus on your day, for instance. First thing in the morning, you could focus on where are you going next if you're going to work. What bad things could happen today? Car could break down, could turn in, my boss could be an absolute asshole to me. I could get a crap job to do at work. I could get held on at work, so things like that. So if you start with small things like that, and eventually what it's trying to build you up to is thinking about the the parts of life that are not favourable. So for instance, thinking about family members passing away, thinking about and contemplating your own death, contemplating losing everything. What would life be like if you lost everything that you currently have? It's so that if, if these things happen and we've meditated on them, then it's not like an absolute sucker punch uh, when it does happen. And I think the thing is, ignorance towards these things is what causes the bulk of grief when they actually happen. Now, Stoics are not saying, and it's a connotation of the word Stoic, that you have not to be emotional. But certainly what the teachings tell you is, certainly what the teachings are telling you in terms of grief and emotion is that we can have them, but we need to get a wrap on them as quick as possible. It's not basically saying that you should never show emotion, which is a bad interpretation of the word stoic these days. Now, books to read for people that are interested in learning more about stoicism would be, obviously, The Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, Letters from a Stoic by Seneca, and On Anger by Seneca, The Discourses by Epictetus, Stoicism and the Art of Happiness by Donald Robertson, So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Fallible Thinkers podcast. In each episode, I'm hoping to bring a new topic to you that I feel would be valuable to everybody's day-to-day life if they were to learn about it as well. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at Fallible Thinkers, on Instagram at Fallible Thinkers. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like and share on any platform you're listening to. 